The couple have been given one rule. They knew what that rule was. They were told not to eat of that particular thing. But someone told them, the authority doesn't know what he's talking about. Go ahead. And they looked, and they saw that it looked good, and so they decided to eat it. Little did they know that the deceiver, the one who prompted them, had his own motivation. He despised the authority, and he was prompted by greed and pride. And so immediately, the consequences were made known. It began with the chills. They recognized they were cold. And then suddenly, they found a discomfort in their body. And so they hid from each other. They isolated from each other. But it was too late. From that point on, they found themselves wearing masks, hiding. Eventually, the authority came around and realized what they had done and expelled them. No longer were they allowed to live in their home for fear of contaminating the rest that remained there. They were forced to fend for themselves. Suddenly, everything became toil. Death was slow to come, but it did come. But not before they passed it on to their children. And then from them, millions were infected. Millions died, afraid and alone. And there was no hope. But the authority had a cure. And it took time. Now, you might think I'm talking about bat wing soup, as some have suggested how this virus that we face now uh, have, has come about. That's a, most likely an urban legend. But really, in reality, it is what we remember most especially this night, the story of Adam and Eve, told maybe in a different light, one that I couldn't find myself getting around this morning in my prayer, one that so often we, as uh, Americans especially, tend to forget that we are born into sin, and that sin inf infects us. And because of that sin, we hide. We hide from God, we hide from each other, most especially we hide from ourselves. God did not intend it to be that way, which is why he gave Adam and Eve that rule in the first place, don't eat of the fruit of the tree. But even before they ate, even in reality, before he created that tree, even before he created man, he knew, because he's God, what was going to happen. His knowledge did not cause it to happen, but he knew it was going to happen all the same. And he had something greater in mind. And Satan, thinking, the great irony is Satan's thought pattern, he thought, well, I'm going to thwart God. I'm not going to allow God to send his son to the earth. I'm not going to allow Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, to take on flesh and become Jesus Christ. I'm not going to allow him to be born, so I am going to trick humanity. I'm going to tell them to reject God. I'm going to tell them God is a liar. You can't trust him. And the irony is it set everything else into motion. It made our need for a Savior all that much more clear. 
What we would have enjoyed before the fall is unknown, theologians speculate, but we do know this. What we enjoy after the incarnation and after that incarnation's purpose was met on the cross, we have something greater. That we are saved by Jesus Christ. Tonight, as we gather, we have this long genealogy of Jesus. So often, as uh, we had it a few weeks, or just a few days ago, uh, in our daily Mass, and so often I said at that time, uh, these lists just kind of glaze us over. It's just a list of names. But I think Matthew records this purposely for us, and St. Luke also records a genealogy, and that seems to trace more the Blessed Mother's genealogy, this one of St. Joseph. But they record it to remind us that Jesus Christ really came into a human family, he had a human lineage. And as you look at this, you find out how human it really is. That along the way, there were people who strove to live God's grace out, a grace that was to be received on, by the cross, but strove to, to live the commandments. And then we see others who failed miserably, Ahaz being one of those. Most especially, we hear the names of some of the women. There are five that are named all together. All five had interesting lives. Tamar tricked the father of her children into taking her. Or Rahab was a prostitute who, uh, when the attack of Jericho happened, hid the spies who came in and then was saved and married into the family. Or Ruth, who was a Gentile, who, after the death of her husband, continued to stay with her mother-in-law and then was taken in marriage and became Jewish, became the grandmother of King David. Or Bathsheba, a woman who David took in an act of adultery, then married, of course, there was the first brother of Solomon, the older brother who died in, in the womb. And yet God spoke clearly through all of it. That this was his plan from the beginning. So often we forget that God has a plan, and this year most especially perhaps we've, we've forgotten. And we're seeking something more. I personally thank God for the, the fact that there's a, a three vaccines and I hear rumor of a fourth one that might even be more uh, efficacious. But whatever, whatever it is, our salvation does not come from doctors, from nurses, as important as they are. It does not come from politicians. It does not come from anything other than God. And we keep looking and keep searching for something more because we know somehow we're broken. We've been infected with that same original sin that Adam and Eve have passed on to us. And the good news is, as we gather on this Christmas Eve, we know there's a Savior. We know there's a cure. It's not a shot, but it is a bath of sorts. The baptismal waters 
that usher us into a new way of living. But even more, for those of us who have prepared our hearts and minds, the Eucharist. Jesus Christ made flesh again for us. Yes, we receive the same Jesus Christ today in this Mass that was laid in that manger some 2,000 years ago. And he is the vaccine, if you will, for our sin. That his death and resurrection give us grace. Grace in place of grace, as we'll hear tomorrow at the, at the Mass of the day. Grace in place of grace, that we may no longer die in sin. And this year especially, where singing has been kept to a minimum, where we're told to wear masks and all those things, listen to the Christmas songs. How many of them speak of sin as a disease? How many of them speak as Christ as our cure? How many of them speak of the great hope that we have? It's found only in Christ. Nowhere else. At Easter, as we gather at the Easter Vigil, we'll hear it. Oh, happy fall, oh, happy fall, oh, necessary sin of Adam, which gave us so great of Redeemer. That's what we celebrate tonight. Adam and Eve's fall, as unnecessary as it was, God allowed so that we would know even better an eternity with God because of a Savior that God revealed through his Son, love. This day, love became incarnate, took on flesh, dwelt among us.